0: What is going on? Episode 32 of Breaker Culture Weekly, sponsored by Dubs Coffee. Go check them out, dubscoffee.com, for the freshest coffee ever to hit your mailbox. Uh, today, we have a great episode. What we've been doing is a couple months after our initial interviews with Breakers, we bring them back for more of a casual conversation, chatting about the marketplace, some other things that we didn't have time to in the first episode with, uh, with our interviews. Uh, and we're doing that today with Brian from BH35 Sports Cards. Uh, Really good conversation about a lot of topics that I think are relevant to many of us. Uh, we we keep bringing up this whole retail hobby um, dichotomy, and I think we 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 do definitely talk about this a lot in this episode, especially at the beginning, that first half. And there's some good some good discussion. I'd be really interested to see what you guys think about it. Hit us up on Twitter at BreakerCulture um, or sh- go to the website breakerculture.com and comment on any of the posts, including this podcast post. But A big, big week in the hobby. We have Panini, uh, NBA Hoops, really the first flagship release of of the year for basketball. Um, So there's a lot going on with that. There's Prism Football coming out uh, on Friday, uh, another flagship release. And then Archives Baseball is sneaking in there on the hobby release. Retail came out about six weeks ago. Hobby came out uh, or comes out uh, today, Wednesday. So uh, yeah, a lot, lot going on. Follow us on Twitter. We put all the checklists already out for all those products. Uh, We give you all the rankings for every team, every player. But in case you're wondering, top five teams for hoops, Lakers number one, Suns number two, Celtics number three, Hawks number four, and the Mavericks number five. That's in terms of number uh, of autos and relics uh, in comparison to everybody else in the product. In terms of prison football, Dallas Cowboys number one again. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Steelers number three, Bronco's number four, and the the Baltimore Ravens are number five. So there's your quick analysis on the two major products coming out this week. And as always, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, It helps us with our SEO, being able to to appear in searches, and we wanna know your feedback. We wanna know what we can do better, um, and if it's helpful for you. So let us know, go to iTunes. If you subscribe there, um, that's great. Just add a review, add a rating. Um, If you don't subscribe there, Go subscribe on iTunes and you'll get notified whenever a new release comes out. Um it's it's pretty sweet how Apple handles that. So enjoy the show. Brian, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. Awesome. Can you believe it was almost two months since we spoke last? Isn't that crazy? Uh, no, I can't. It was uh <laughs> it's gone pretty quickly. Um uh, How many breaks have you done in between those seven weeks? Exact number. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Exact number. Go. Uh, uh, (laughs) Seven million. Um, Yeah, I mean, this is crazy time for you because you you do a ton of football, right? I mean, would you say 30% football? Is that a fair number or is it – I mean, baseball is obviously big for you. but Yeah, probably –
1: Probably more football breaks, but not as many of each breaks as bas- baseball. So oh, yeah, gotcha. it's uh, they. Uh, it's uh, it's coming fast and furious now. I don't know, maybe yeah. somewhere between eighty
0: and a hundred breaks since the last time we talked. Wow! Oh, someone has got a bid. I know that sound—a bid or a yeah, question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, are you the type that you need to know about every bid, so you have it set up for notifications, or is it only like the messages? Or yeah, uh, it's
1: only the messages. I can't. Uh, I, I used to do that. It just drives you crazy. Yeah. So you know, I used to be able to do the one and three day auctions for the same as the five and the seven. And they changed the pricing structure, so it's like I want to listen to it ding for a week.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week big week for you yes understatement very big week uh,
1: yeah understatement
2: it's would big would you week. say that this is one
1: of the bigger weeks of the year mm, it's probably one of them just the way that the releases landed uh, right. the the last couple of weeks of December are usually massively huge and then for whatever reason when bowman comes out there's always another huge release for something else so mm. that's a big one too
0: so into your into your i'm, I'm guessing you're referring to like draft is that yeah big? okay yeah. gotcha yeah that would make sense we talked about that last time all your prospectors that come out of the woodwork they do <laughs> all over the place <laughs> so so this week we got prism football on friday uh hoops on wednesday and archives on Wednesday. <laughs> what out of those three, which one are you more excited about personally? I'm interested to see uh, how hoops is
1: going to look. I don't know that I've ever done hoops before, so. Oh wow! Okay. I always like doing the first thing, or the a first. Yeah. So, I'm intrigued by that. I like the look of archives, and then I mean, flawless baseball that's a nail biter in itself,
0: but you pretty
1: much know what you're going to get out of prism. Yeah. So it's just like, I hope we get the good ones. (laughs) There's obviously
2: a lot to talk about. I don't know if there's any like particular order that either of you were hoping to, to attack it in, but I wanted to ask a couple of questions, but the biggest one on my mind, you just talked about Prism, and you kind of know what you're going to get. Brian, are you aware of any big changes in Prism this year relative to years past?
1: The the retail price point?
2: (laughs) Yeah, there's a big one. I I, I don't know if it's a rumor or confirmed, but here's something I heard, and I'd love to hear your reaction. That this year in Prism, there will be only one rookie silver Prism per box.
1: You know, uh, that doesn't surprise me, just with how well the Prisms do on the secondary market. And, I mean, there are so many of them per box. And... They know what they're doing, so they want to make those a chase, and okay. <laughs> but uh it definitely added a, a huge amount of value, and it was, you know, there was a bunch of them, but one per box is, Same. should boost sales on secondary? I don't know if it's going to boost box
0: sales. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't there there's kind of an issue with them getting value out of silvers in the football market. So I think at least relative to basketball, right? Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I think this is their way of doing that. This is Panini's way of saying, well, we got to somehow create some intrinsic value in silvers. So let's reduce it along.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's either on, it's typically on like a hot wide receiver or definitely a quarterback. And most of the time to get any kind of high dollar sales value, it's got to be, you know, PSA 10 or BGS nine, five or better. Right. Right. Otherwise it's, you know, it's just another $4 card, but you know, yeah, you're, you go you're not going to have the homes right now or Watson last year and you got a $40, $50 card. So you pop your $20 grading fee, and $5 for what was already worth and you know, makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think suffice it to say, we're not looking at a situation where we're going to see some $300 raw Jason Tatum's coming out of football. (laughs) No. I know what you're saying.
1: And that's just, no, probably not going to happen. Unless, you know, their one per box thing is going to work. Because then, I mean, you get one of the top quarterbacks. Right. Probably going to be the only one in the case. Or a
2: Saquon, yeah, I agree. I think th- there's the potential this year for it to happen for the first time because of that. But by the way, in addition, apparently the other rumor that goes along with that is that in retail there will be no silver rookies.
0: Mm. That that's not that's not a rumor. That is truth. Confirmed. <laughs> it's confirmed. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Which really- retail?
1: Uh, uh- They've got to have some special. They do. Yeah. There's
2: some color there that you can only find in retail apparently, but uh, no silvers. So I'll mm. be exclusive silvers this year and only one per box. It definitely is going to make that quite the chase.
0: Well, it's going to, it's going to reduce supply. That doesn't mean it's going to increase demand.
1: I think Very that's good. the key, you know? Yeah. I that's the thing is, uh, and I'll give it to Panini for doing this, but they they. It seems like they're trying to make an effort with chase inserts. Um, yeah. Or in this case, the silvers. Um, just to add more value. Uh, we'll see if it works. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I, and like you said, it just because there aren't as many of them doesn't mean they're going to be worth more.
2: Well, clearly that third round offensive lineman doesn't provide much value right so
1: <laughs> if you don't get directly right- a collector's card <laughs> right? <If> you'll have and <laughs> want that card because you collect that guy or he went to your school or he's your exactly. team's new guy you're not getting that card because you're excited that you pulled the high, <laughs> high dollar card right <laughs> <It's> like kickers
2: <laughs> exactly right it's it, think about it though when you as a average guy buy a single box of a prison football type product you're looking at what's the auto, right? And now you're looking at what's my one silver. Mm-hmm. Imagine those situations where the auto is that third round offensive lineman and the silver is a fourth round D-back, you know? You're, you're looking True. at situations I mean, even if you
1: get of... like a Denzel Ward,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it's right. not
1: going to be worth much. Fourth pick, you know, right. Pick. right? Yeah, Cleveland leading the league in turnovers, it's – yeah, it, he's not going to be worth much.
0: Yep, that that is that is the problem I think with football collecting in terms of value is there's just so many of those players, and I think it just unfortunately waters down the value of a lot of other players. Is what it is. Yep.
2: So uh, yeah. Okay. So prison so football. Let's 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 keep with football for a second. Um, what are your thoughts? Week seven just wrapped up. Any surprises? Any standouts? Any storylines that are kind of on your mind as a football fan?
1: Uh man, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on uh, in my mind. I just, obviously, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is kind of a crazy story. Um, yeah. I think I think a lot of people kind of expected him to be, you know, very good and exciting, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> just how effective their offense is, and how dynamic his arm is it's just even if you knew going in to watch it is something else
2: yep what's your biggest surprise tie um don't say Mahomes and Chiefs. no I no know. no
0: I, I would say the two things that stand out to <laughs> me right now uh would be kind of the mediocrity of the league in general i feel like there's not a lot of powerhouses which is unusual it like the packers uh teams like um uh, the titans who were pretty good last year are just the jags now there's just a lot of mediocrity and I, I, yeah. you could argue like the parody good but i don't think parody like that is good for the hobby so i think we need five six seven powerhouses for us to see are so really really good you know i think football.
1: we'll get them as the season goes on um You know, like with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been extremely healthy. And the Patriots are trying to work through some injuries, starting to get some receivers back. And, you know, you got the Rams who are undefeated, which is crazy. Yeah. Insane amount of touchdowns. Yeah. But yeah, parody's definitely there. It's something that I've always liked about football. Because you get those teams that just beat the crap out of each other, and then they get into the playoffs, and you're like, "Oh, they're nine and seven. They're not going to take down the, you know, fourteen and yeah. two Patriots." But you yep, can. They do. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's good there's point. one of the teams that is a bit of a surprise to me. I wrote down three records real quick: the Giants having only one win. When you mentioned taking down the fourteen and two, I just thought about the two Patriots teams that had to face the Giants in the Super Bowl and lost. With Saquon Barkley, not that one, you Yeah, know, it's football is obviously the sport where one player doesn't have the ability to make as much of an impact on the outcome of a game uh, as in other sports. But still, only one win is a bit of a surprise. In the same conference, the Skins being four and two, pretty quietly. Um haven't heard much about how how they've gotten to this point quite frankly maybe you guys have but the biggest one for me
1: is the saints being five and one yeah i was looking at that the other day too and it's just that division is always crazy yeah somebody new wins every year i mean you got the falcons in last place and the saints with only one loss i didn't i thought the saints would be you know 10 and 6 nine and seven kind of team five and one's kind of crazy and i definitely don't think anybody
2: would have said the falcons would be in last place no i'm not sure which one's a bigger surprise i think one loss is a bigger surprise than having only three wins personally um obviously a drew Brees led team is capable of
1: anything (laughs) any game right yes certainly is (laughs) unreal how old is he 39? Uh, I think he's going to turn
0: 68 next out. <laughs> I mean, seriously.
1: What was he, a rookie in 2003? <laughs> Unreal. I, that is crazy.
2: And he doesn't really look like he has aged much. I mean, both in terms of his play or just his face. I mean, he looks like – I mean, I know he's had shoulder problems, but they're not really showing up.
0: Well, even now, that, that feels like it was an eternity ago. I feel like he's I been know. basically immortal. Once right? the last time the last you thought about, years. other than him
1: being a rookie, once the last time you thought about Drew Brees is a, a Charger. Oh. Yeah.
0: Gosh, a no for yeah, that's true.
1: Him and Antonio Gates.
0: That's <laughs> right. Yeah, faces of franchises. So if you're if you're taking from the 2018 class so this year's rookie class, if you're taking a quarterback, running back, receiver, which which guys are you taking to start a team? Start a team, yeah, or to collect. Yeah. If you're taking it, those positions, Ooh, um, out of the rookies,
1: mm-hmm. I would say yeah, definitely Saquon. Yeah, no
0: doubt. You'll put him at quarterback uh, and receiver, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of receivers, I think Calvin Ridley looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's a number one receiver but he looks pretty good. Um and then quarterbacks, you know, I don't know. It's it's too early to tell for a lot of it, but damn Baker Mayfield's kind of impressive. Four overtimes? Yeah. Yeah. They got two wins, that's more than what they've won in the last 2 years. <laughs> yeah. They're competitive. Their defense is awesome, but they got a leader. Totally. Um, so
2: I almost think as much as anything, Mayfield's personality and energy on the field that it motivates and inspires his teammates is just as important as his
1: play. I agree. He's got the it. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. What What about Darnold? Are you a big fan of Darnold?
1: Um, I think he's going to be really good. He's so young. Yeah. And the Jets are so... So inept at skill positions. Yeah, so great. Yeah, he's doing pretty good with what he's got. We'll yeah. See, um, maybe they limit the turnover in the coaching staff and actually build a football team. I think he'll be pretty good. <laughs> Best quarterback in New York right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although, what Eli put up three ninety nine last night. I saw that. Like, well, just throw the, throw short little passes to Odell every single Did time. Did you
1: watch that game though? Yeah, it was Man. so bad. He, I didn't uh, see any of it. Talk was... about garbage stats. You Oh, really. Oh, oh my oh, Throw yeah. the ball down the field. Get rid of the ball. What are you doing? So frustrating. Goes all the way through his progressions and then starts over again. Dude, get <laughs> rid of the ball. You're 500 years old and fragile.
2: <laughs> Simmons this week was all over Manning, and I, I, there are a number of quotes we can throw out there that uh, fr- from what he said. One of the things was how disappointing. You know, Simmons is a self-proclaimed Homer. He, you know, as a sports, you know, voice in out there in pop culture, he's not ashamed at all to root for his Boston teams, and obviously the Patriots. And basically saying that he feels personally responsible, along with the Patriots, for being for, for putting Eli Manning in the Hall of Fame, and that Eli Manning will go down. As the most mediocre quarterback to make it into the Hall of Fame.
1: Man, I think he's putting himself out of the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> benched last year.
2: It's true. But for he, who? those two rings, I mean, who was it, by the way? Who did come in for him? I can't remember. I don't
1: remember. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who was it?
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I have no clue. It was um, irrelevant. I don't know. Probably Ryan Fitzpatrick floating around. <laughs> <some team>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um uh, so how how's archives? I mean, I know that with with the retail coming out so far in advance, do you is, there, is there, there demand? If you're thinking about starting a podcast or
2: doing anything like this, rewind 30 seconds and listen to that segue. Ty is a master of segues.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I got to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't that's too funny <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, Archives is a, I, I think there's pretty some of a few pretty important things to talk about archives and there's probably a number of people out there that have some retail sitting around me 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 right. that they're just hoping that hobby coming out is going to make a difference in secondary market. I you know. think
1: probably so I mean there's going to be a, a, a so many people most likely don't even know that it's out retail is obviously huge, but in terms of people buying and selling on secondary market, eBay or whatever, Facebook or if they're in, um, do they really know? <laughs> do they really know it already came out on retail and they could have had all those rookie cards already listed and up? I don't know, but there's a new wave coming and cards look cool on the mock-ups, so should be fun. I, think I didn't did. go too hard. I got a couple cases. They're ten box cases. So
0: Yeah. I, I think Archives is awesome this year. I mean, I, I went all in on retail mainly because I knew Hobby was delayed, and so it was a good opportunity. But uh yeah. I'm I'm really interested to see what happens in the secondary market. It's good. Ty's point.
1: got those retail hookups.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that works. Um Okay. Interesting.
1: Interestingly,
2: I just wanted to pull up eBay real quick and look at baseball breaks listed, and I'm not seeing – I'm still scrolling, and I have yet to find any archives listed on eBay. It was hard to get.
1: Was it really? I could only get two cases. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: I – It was
1: allocated? Oh, yep. Yep. Wow. I don't – that is surprising. I don't know. The, uh, applications loaded. have been weird lately. I think they're trying out new tricky stuff. And who knows? Okay. Like, uh, we couldn't sell this last year. Let's allocate it this year. and if Nobody takes it. Then we'll dump the back stock on a marriage deal with another product.
2: <laughs> Which means you're either going to buy it now or later or both. Right.
0: Yep. Oh Yeah. I mean, what what are your thoughts on allocations? That's that's a big question. But do you think they're good for the hobby?
1: I think they're good for the hobby in the same way that parity is good for the NFL. Interesting. You know, there's uh, it's getting uh, really big, and with group breaking and you know zero barrier to barrier to entry. Um, it, you know, a guy can't just come off the streets and grab ten cases of national treasures of Bowman and go ham anymore. Mm-hmm. Like those guys aren't even get a box; they got to go buy retail and try to flip it that way. You know, and there's there's just I don't know there's just not enough for all the people involved in selling to go around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm, either that or something else is going on that I don't know about. I don't like it uh personally. Um I want everything of what I want and nothing of what I don't. <laughs>
0: but what yeah, collector course. isn't
1: like that? I don't I don't want to have to break 60 boxes of hoops to get one case of prism.
0: Mm-hmm. But... I mean, can you think of a marketplace where there's any sort of restrictions like this for entrepreneurs? I mean, I think of like a car dealership. I mean, do they have to? I'm sure there's probably restrictions from like a four, where they have to have a thousand or a hundred focuses on the lot to get fifteen f150s. I don't know, but it's just—I don't know.
1: I don't. I've. I. I don't know. I don't. I've never been involved really on the back end of. Yeah. A goods type service. I mean, I. I don't know. Do whole. Do wholesalers of. Coffee get allocated, you know, hey, yeah. take my new line and we'll give you uh, X amount of our flagship line at a discount. I, I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. Yeah. I, I only know how our stuff works. I do think it
2: happens in the shoe industry, the sneaker oh. industry, where yeah, you've got... Exactly. Um, I, I... My... Job in college, all four years of undergrad, was working at an athletic shoe store, and it wasn't really in effect then, but I've kept in touch with some guys that are still in that business. I'm still a bit of a sneakerhead. My son has become a crazy sneakerhead, and it's a dangerous thing to get into.
0: But Is that a term? That aside, like sneakerhead? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. That's wow. what they Guy, refer to themselves as in these, that
1: hobby. These shoes... They have their their own their own shows. Yeah. They have their own <laughs> shoe shows. Yeah, and they're huge. They're probably bigger than the card shows. Well,
2: I would say at least more money exchanges hands. There yeah. are individual pairs of shoes that will go easily for a few grand that literally just hit the market that day. Yeah, uh, what a lot of people do to make money is sit on line and grab. The MSRP cost and turn it around that very moment for triple the price. Um, but not to get too off off topic, the the reason I brought it up is because yeah, I I do know that some shoe stores will not some. I mean, it's it's a the same as allocations in the hobby that we're involved in. They'll have to buy X number of the average Joe sneaker to gain access to the exclusive shoe that everyone's going to be coming to the store for
1: yeah it makes sense i mean if there's not enough around it and you want to sell the yeah yeah
2: obviously it frustrates the average joe consumer especially when you have a product that you know should be a low or mid-range price out of your pocket but that by the time you're ultimately trying to get involved that inflation or or the the rise in cost due to supply and demand and oftentimes it's kind of artificially created demand um really it might even not only more expensive but pr- potentially even price you out and that's frustrating
1: yeah i mean <laughs> did you think that uh prison football was going to cost 200 bucks a box at release
2: i dude and this is not a, t- a comment to call you out by any means. It's just part of this conversation. I, you were the first that I jumped on, to see because I got your email that prism was listed. So I jumped on your website to see what the Steelers cost, and I, right? Damn, what the heck?
1: What do, I mean, what do I do? I'm a, I don't I'm know. Like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm way. I think you know. Well, I then did my. I think homework. I ended up at like, I don't know, seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars on all the prices. It retails at twenty four hundred. And I can't, you know, right. I can't go any higher on these teams. It doesn't make sense. So let's leave them there. See what happens.
0: Yeah. Well, especially well, I did like my homework. You yeah, weren't way off. Sorry, Ty. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, especially in a product where you could argue there's not a lot of upside.
2: Uh, exactly.
0: I mean, at least with Flawless or any of the big, big time, you know, mm-hmm. high end breaks, you got the potential to land whales. Mm-hmm. There's just not any big whales. Unless you get a, you know, gold, a gold really, or black. So yeah, yep. that's tough. That's a really tough position to be in. I I, I get that. It's kind of like one of those, uh,
1: like when Bowman comes out and it's like, right, ridiculously through the roof, and you're looking at <laughs> Bowman Crow, for example. It just came out. Who's who's in it? Who's who's the yeah. number three through ten prospect? Yeah.
2: We saw, we saw what happened several weeks out, right? It fell off the cliff, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. People yeah. realized, like, oh, that's right. Bowman Chrome. Yeah. I had a stepchild. I just got excited because it said Bowman.
2: Exactly. Right. <laughs> so let me ask you this question Would you agree, at least it's my perception, that you used Bowman as an example? And it seems like year after year, it's kind of always happening with Bowman. But has that basically bled into the rest of the hobby to where it seems to be affecting many more releases on a regular basis? I think so. Yeah.
1: I think it has. They are paying attention to secondary market. Yeah. Those products are starting to cost more. They cost the same year after year after year after year. And now the lower end ones that have the chase that everybody is like, oh, I'm in on that. Now they're high, yep. Okay. Imagine going that? and getting a a box of Prism football, for two hundred bucks, and you get a Ronald Jones auto and a got Denzel Ward. Silver. Joe Schmo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. They have values, not there. Yeah. It's frustrating, but it's fun. I think. When things like that happen, it gives group breaks a, a, good, a good avenue for collectors that typically like to open product themselves. I got a really high end basketball collector. Um, he's a good friend of mine. We talk all the time. Uh, and he's like, I can't, I can't, you know, he has been, he'd buy five cases of Flawless every year. And now he's like, it's, I'm, it's not even smart for me to buy one case of Immaculate. Like it's, I'll go do some group breaks or I'll wait till the cards come on secondary, but I'm priced out of that just by being smart. He's got the money, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't want to spend it and he doesn't think it's worth that much. So
2: it seems to me that even more so the case with Flawless, I mean, it secondary values six months later are paltry. Yeah. Yeah. Paltry. Um, I, have had a couple of conversations offline and one, the one, the one point that was made about this particular topic that scares me the most potentially is that we're looking at a situation where now it seems like maybe, maybe, and, and the example is with prison basketball being that so few, if anybody has received the solicitation for prison basketball that it's, the manufacturers that are now getting involved in that artificial creation of demand to where those lower end products are going the direction that you just described. That scares me because now it's not just a situation that's created by the middlemen, but if there's another step added, how much more expensive can these products, like you said, we know the price year after year for Prism hasn't changed. But if the manufacturers are even going to get involved in holding back some product potentially and trying to put the middlemen on the hook, the distributors on the hook, what can happen to the end number that consumers are looking at? It's true. It's fun to speculate. It actually (laughs) is a fun conversation, but
1: it's scary. It is scary. It's, I mean, yeah. Well, the thing with, uh, I'm more concerned about things like that with baseball and football. Because with basketball, you're just – you're at the mercy of the entire world. Those cases aren't just going to right American companies. Those are, those are going to Asia, going to Europe, yeah. and those people are paying a lot for it, a lot more than we are.
2: So, so you could say where that you something get, that happens where you in get, baseball. Who
1: are you going to sell to? Right.
2: Well, you could say that happens in baseball a bit as well, right? Yeah, this a little stuff bit.
1: Going- but – I mean, I actually haven't heard
2: of an Asian exclusive product in quite some time for baseball.
1: We used to have that a lot. I don't think it caught. Ah, Good point. Right. You know, there used to be a. A couple of Asian group breakers, um, uh, not I'm sure there are plenty, but in Asia doing group breaks on the Internet. I thought that was kind of cool just to see uh, a different kind of setup.
2: In fact, I I bought myself into a few of those breaks just to gain access to some of those Asian-exclusive products. Mm -hmm. The last one I remember was that high Tech a couple of years ago had an Asian-exclusive, and there were a couple of cards that were only in those cases.
1: Yeah. They they didn't – didn't really hold much value. I no. think I've got Chris Bryant one for like thirty dollars, and it's oh crazy. yeah, five, and nobody wants it. Yeah. <laughs> the big one was, um, I think it was Bowman draft. It was. Uh, it was like twenty sixteen or fifteen or See. sixteen. I think fifteen was a bust. Twenty sixteen draft was amazing. It was crazy how for it was. Asia, but for the American release, the non-Asia version, it was terrible. Remind me what made oh, Asia. No color. What was it?
0: They had these black Asia parallels and the cases were loaded. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it was insane. Crazy. That, that's when, uh, Shani, I don't even remember this. We were thinking about opening up a breaker culture Japanese office and I was trying to get you to move out there. Do you remember that discussion? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> here, Financially, it didn't make a lot of sense. Here.
2: By the way, I love sushi so much I'd at least go scope it out in a heartbeat. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, send me over looking for office space. Right.
2: (laughs) Find me drunk on sake in the corner sushi joint. (laughs)
1: Can I come with?
2: (laughs) Right.
0: Nice. Tomorrow. All right, let's take a break. Thanks. All right. So we've talked about a lot of products already so far with Brian and I, we're going to continue talking about products. Uh, here's the thing. If you're not using our interactive checklist uh, on breakerculture.com, I highly recommend that you do. And here's why we created these checklists so that you can get insight and views into products uh, in a way that you can't really do with other static checklists. Uh, we're not just going to provide a team view and or player view and to say, hey, here you go. Here's a PDF. We want to give you an opportunity to interact and dissect and see things really quickly into products. Uh, And so that's what we do on breakculture.com. The very top of the page, you'll see checklist headquarters. You have that drop down, and you click it and you're going to see all the sports, baseball, football, basketball, and you'll be able to go into any one of those sports and for the products this year, You'll be able to look into okay where what are the best odds for me to get this team and these products? Or hey, I am a Odell Beckham Jr. fan. I want to go, I want to go find out real quickly which products should I spend money on to go find an Odell Beckham Jr., which one gives me the best odds at getting that? Um, you can do that for any of the sports. Uh, and it's an easy way for you to have that advantage when you're going in and jumping into group breaks or you're buying sealed wax. Or you're trying to look at what's a quick breakdown of you know Shohei Otani autos and archives, and I want to see all the autos and that you can do that in less than a minute. Uh, super easy for you to use. I can't recommend it enough. We put a lot of time into that. And I from what I hear from folks, it's really valuable. I just need more people to use it so I can understand if it's uh you know, what we could do better. So go check it out. Breakerculture.com, checklist headquarters, find your sport, find your product, and understand what's up. Back to the show. All right, we're back, all right, so Brian, I, I got a big question for you i I need to know why you're such a big fan of subprime mortgages <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this whole this whole reserve and pay later thing i I just i think it's you're heading down the wrong path <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh Maybe. No. No, I'm just kidding. What, what, uh, definitely putting a lot of risk in my portfolio, dude. Seriously. So, how, so, so give us the story behind that. I, I love it. I think it's sweet. I love the fact that you're taking risk and trying different things. But what kind of spawned that idea and how's it working? Um, it, uh, uh,
1: I think it happened when, uh, this past Christmas we go back to Chicago for Christmas and this past Christmas, we were there for three weeks and it's at the end of the year. So that's, that's when they slam out all the the products and they're really good products. Um, and I didn't want to miss out on that. And I had a bunch and I didn't want to back out on them. Um, I certainly didn't want to sit on them for three weeks and then have a backlog of more stuff to shoot me. So, I just said, hey, um, you guys want to pay for it now? Go ahead, and you'll have your spot. If you want to take this team and pay for it, you know, a day or two before I get back and we start breaking it, let's do that. I have a lot of trust in in my guys. Um, obviously, you can open yourself up to some risk of some guys not paying, but if I'm collecting payments two days before the break a day before the break, I've still got time to get in there and resell it if they're not going to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, <laughs> I thought of all the things like a guy goes in and buys the whole break. Like, yeah, well, I don't think that's going to work out, but I haven't had, I haven't had anything really bad happen with it. It's just like, you want, it's kind of like eBay, except you're not on a time crunch. You win mm-hmm. something. It's yours, but now you have time to pay for it. If it's an eBay break, I mean, it's kind of the same principle. It's just longer drawn out. So it gives me an avenue to be able to go out of town and see family um, and still be able to fill breaks and yeah. have them full when I get back um, not have to miss out on anything. Give my guys a chance to not have to spend all their money and wait for three weeks. It's nothing more that drives me crazy. That's not true. I'm sure there are, but it drives me crazy that, um, world hunger and I'm then, holding yeah. on to someone's money and not being able to fulfill it. So if my breaks right. aren't going within like three days, I'm starting to get nervous. Um, this was kind of, if, if there's no checklist out, um, yep. if I'm listing something more than, you know, a week in mm-hmm. advance of, a release Mm -hmm. or if a product gets delayed and I've already got it listed. um, I just thought that that'd be a, a cool additional avenue for them.
0: Now I think it's, it it works out pretty good. So for folks that don't know um, you're doing a reserve now pay later kind of approach. And I I don't think you're doing it for all products, right? You're picking certain products to do it on. Not all ones that are kind of the big, the big ones, yeah. The big ones, you know. I, I saw it with boma Chrome. I think it's. I don't know if that was one of your first. That's the one I saw recently. I thought it was. Yeah,
1: people really took to that one.
0: Well, it's funny because you sent it out. I'm like, well, shoot, I'm going to try it. Mainly because I want to. I want to see how this works, and I want to talk about it with you. But I mean, I think it, you sent it out and said, "Hey, it's going to be available at seven o'clock tonight." And it was like four, and I'm like, "Oh shoot, I'll put a calendar invite. I forgot, so I didn't do it." <laughs> but by the time I got back and checked, <laughs> everything was gone. Like it was all the good teams were gone immediately. So that's good. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, from a forecasting standpoint, I'm sure it absolutely helps you. So that's, yeah, you
1: jump in there, especially on a high end team that you're like, man, that's a, that's pretty good. I've seen that pretty much higher everywhere. I know it's not going to break for a week because he's gone, but I want it and I want it at that price or I want it because I know that. You know, there's a lot of Steeler collectors in this group, but they're sitting there or damn, I want it because the checklist isn't out and I'm speculating that this guy or that yeah. guy or this guy's going to be on the checklist. If he's not, I'm, I mean, fine, let's, let's do something else. Let's change the price, make you happy and make it reflect the checklist. I don't have a problem with that at all, hmm. but you know, let's, you, let's get things moving.
2: What does that look like, Brian? I'm interested. We've had this conversation, Ty and I, off air a bit about the concept of setting prices, which I think that's uh, in and of itself one big question that maybe we don't want to tackle right now, but setting prices prior to, you even mentioned it, prior to a checklist being available. And then the checklist comes out and Team A, B, and C Are really not reflective in the price of what's truly on the checklist how do you handle that situation Um, I mean
1: to make it easier for you let's say the Pirates here's here's and that's that's exactly what I was thinking is the Pirates are a great example and you know that's that's one of your teams Um, so the Pirates are so hit or miss they either got nothing or they've got things that Pirates fans really like and old things. And it usually happens with high end products where they're going to get, you know, Roberto Clemente and Willie Stargell and all that kind of stuff. Um, but then they come out, you know, say NT baseball or flawless and and that comes out and they were 50 bucks and they've only got, you know, Starling Marte on the checklist. Well, if you're pissed off, let me know. Let's change it. Um, (laughs) if you want completely out, fine. Let's throw it back in the store see if somebody else wants it at a lower price. It's not something I slap on the front of the, the right. website or anything. Right. But I think for most people that know me or deal with me, they, uh, they know that I'm pretty fair. So
2: I would agree. And you deserve to not only have that said about you, but publicly, because there are definitely some folks out there that don't necessarily follow your lead in that respect
1: holy moly i've seen some crazy responses um to people asking for a refund or a cancellation like really and yeah like these guys get so mad i i saw one a couple weeks ago um on one of those uh scammer pages um which I don't like to read cause it's so negative, but you gotta pop in and look and see if there's anything major you gotta look out for. But right. they said, uh, one of the guys was like, yeah, I asked for a refund because the break was taking too long. And he explained it had been like over a week and the product had been out for a while. Um, and he just asked the guy for a refund and the guy went all salty on him and he's like, fine. And then kicked him out of the group. And then send him a message and said, I kicked you out of the group. You're no longer welcome here. I was like, whoa. In what other industry is a return or order cancellation before you get your product that big of a deal? Right. I get (laughs) it if it's like the highest value team and, you know, you built your whole nut around selling that one. But come on. How would you like it if that happened to you? Yeah, that's
2: crazy. I I think you're speaking about a situation where that is the unintended consequence of an industry where anybody can jump in and call themselves a group breaker. But the
1: oil and vinegar will separate pretty quickly, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. I mean, you're either uh you're either out completely after that or you're definitely out with that guy. Um and then, uh, yeah. you know, if you do happen to stumble along another good breaker, you're just going to stay married to that person for a long time. If I'm you, I hope there's more guys out there doing stupid
2: stuff like that because you're going to attract more business.
1: Man, as but, long as they're as long as they're not scamming people, well, you know, that's fine. fine. you go have a bad exactly. experience with someone else. I'm sorry that happened. Let's get you in here and sell you down and. We'll do th- You will do things the way that we do things, and
0: if you like it,
1: you're more than welcome. If you don't, you're more than welcome to stop by sometimes, and not all the time.
0: All right, Brian, I got an idea for you. We're going to call this bro. the BH35 Scam Recovery Plan. <laughs> it, it's an entire plan you put a new customer on if they've been scammed, and you just slowly introduce them back into the wholesomeness of, of good group baking. You can increase your margins a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, there's opportunity. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Step one: Let's
1: not feel make you feel like any more of an idiot, because anybody <laughs> that gets ripped off is second guessing themselves. Damn it! I knew yeah. I shouldn't have trusted that guy. Yeah. Uh, and then, if they're open and willing, I should write a blog post about this. If they're open and willing, then that's <laughs> let's teach them some things that they might be susceptible to. Yep. Um, and then hopefully some other people hear it and listen along or read it. Yeah. Well, it's funny, but, You know, that other part is like, uh, am I stepping over the line and kind of treating you like you're dumb? <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to offer unsolicited advice to a new customer.
0: Yeah, no doubt. no doubt. Well, it's funny. Cause you know, I see the other, the, the, the I don't know the backside of all this where I have, I mean, no joke, at least one new breaker a week that reaches out to me and says, Hey man, can you put us up on the website? And we want to start being promoted. And and like at the very beginning, three or four years ago, it's like, well, okay, well I got to get breakers names out there, get reviews and stuff. But now it's like, I, I I respond with, well, I'm going to check you out first. For a month or so, and see how I. If you're if you're stable enough to even put on a website, you know, like because most sure. of these guys, I mean, you put them up, and like Brandon a week later, they're gone. The Ninety
1: nine guy on the front page of your website, right? Exactly. <laughs> even if it's to show everybody, like this guy scammed people, don't go with him. Right. Um. His, you still don't want it there. You don't want to be associated no. with it. Somebody Google's his name, and you're
0: going to pop up. Yep. Like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I started saying, well, I need to see at least 25 recorded videos on YouTube before you can even have a breaker page on the site sure. and due I mean, diligence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. we're not going to, we're not going to have anybody recommend you cause you're going to send it out to your 10 friends and they're going to fill out a review and it's going to be an awkward situation. So, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah.
1: Where everyone says like the best thing ever about you. right? <laughs> exactly. like, can you just say what you like?
0: I pull a one-on-one Dude. every time. Hey.
1: Yeah oh, this guy takes too long to ship. Well, I think that's subjective. (laughs) Some guys only ship on a certain day. Some guys, you know, and you bought in on a break the day after they ship, uh, or, you know, this guy or that guy, or then you get a competitor that's like, oh, go trash this guy. It's like, read the positive stuff that's probably more likely of what's happening.
0: Right. And
1: not like the, I'm in love with this. This guy is the best ever. Maybe that's true, but I don't know that everyone's gonna believe that.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I I have so many comments. I'm gonna refrain from saying about that because we could go down a whole rat hole around like that. But I I think I'm more. I mean, what are your thoughts on the recent NAFTA? I'm sorry. Thoughts on the (laughs) NAFTA? Are you a big fan of the the new signing? (laughs) That's, That's more positive, right?
1: yeah <laughs> I won't get into that.
0: <laughs> I don't blame you how How often do politics come up in uh in your breaks have they i mean has it been an issue at all? We shut it down pretty quickly do you okay
1: um yeah it's especially now everything's so divisive. I'm gonna split half of my room and have people yelling at each other, take yeah. away the focus of what we're trying to do and have some fun uh, nobody wants that it's like debating religion religion and politics you want to talk about it do it in a setting that um you can have a conversation and not just spit your views at people and not listen to theirs i, I don't want that
0: I, I think the hobby is a place people run to to get away from that stuff i think it's probably- i do too and i'll have people we will curb that
1: when it comes up but sometimes i don't see it and you'll see the other guys come in and be like Dude, I had a shitty day. I don't want to talk about this. I want to watch some sports. I want to see some cards. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, yep. yeah, dude, let's get
0: things back on track. Absolutely. Absolutely. No room for politics and cards. Nope. Doesn't, doesn't. It's like oil and water, as somebody once said. Unless you pull a president's auto. <laughs> That's true. Speaking. That's yeah, always right.
1: Be something.
2: So speaking of keeping things on track. Uh, yeah, we're uh, a little
1: ADD today.
2: We 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 kind of alluded to the other big release aside from Prism and Archives earlier in our conversation, which is NBA Hoops. We're only in the first week of the NBA season, and we've got the first big release of the year. And uh, I think it deserves some of our airtime. So I think you mentioned earlier you tended in the past not to do – Hoops very much, this might even be the first year you're doing it so w- what was compelling enough to you to actually do hoops this year?
1: The allocations ah you gotta take you gotta take uh hoops isn't bad, but you have to take um, you have to take what they're selling to get what they're selling right just if they're selling hoops, you gotta take some yeah.
0: If, I don't if, think you're if, gonna if have you a wanna,
1: If you wanna have a huge profit margin on a a hot product, you can't just sit out on all the love stuff. You just to figure out a way to work that in and make it work. Um but I was pleasantly surprised when I saw um the cards out of the Knights Lance Panini blog yesterday. Yeah. They look really good. They
0: look amazing. It was like Circa 1990s. It was just super fun. I know.
2: Since, since we started this conversation, I went ahead and checked it out because you guys had mentioned earlier that they look good. And Yeah, I agree. I think that in particular, there are a couple of subsets that look really cool, especially one of the rookie subsets. I'm not sure what it's called, but it looks like they're kind of expressing themselves with a scream or a muscle mm-hmm. pose. Those look pretty cool. Um, Ty and I are not quiet about the fact that we think we agree for a, a rare occasion that this 1819 rookie class is a potentially generational class, even where we kind of maybe really ruffle some feathers potentially better than the 17-18 class of, your, of this year's past. So I don't know what you think about, about that, but that's why I said a moment ago under my breath, I don't think you're going to have a problem selling Especially, I think, you might find yourself being a bit surprised that by putting some of it on eBay, as you did, you might get some big numbers for a couple of these teams. The Mavericks are going to be going for a ton because of the European influence on those prices, trying to chase Doncic, Um, which is a team that you might have gone for a little bit more than you thought, but I don't know. I'm going to be interested to talk to you and see what happens with this first eBay hoops uh, break that you put out there. I'm going to be watching it anyway for myself, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for anything basketball this year. And I think Ty agrees. My hope is that you do a little bit more basketball, but on that note, what are your plans for basketball this year?
1: Um, just to grow the basketball customer base. I mean, that's kind of why I put it on eBay is we're just, not that big on anything that's not, you know, immaculate, prism, select contenders, NT. Um, So, if we can get some more people in, it's a great way to meet a bunch of new people. Throw it on eBay. Um, you know, if you lose a couple bucks, it's chalk it up to a marketing cost. What other yeah. kind of what kind of kind of uh, customer acquisition? chances do you get to audition
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah good point well you know it's funny because i think basketball is the rare sport where there's not a lot of crossover basketball collectors kind of stand on their own Mm uh which means i i think you you also get a little bit more of a and i hate to say it this way but more of an immature buyer in a lot of cases of basketball Mm-hmm. Uh, because you got international influence, you got younger buyers. Uh, so you get a lot more from, at least when I hear from people, you get more returns, you get more chargebacks and basketball, but you also get a lot more money in, in that space. So it's,
1: uh, the margins are higher.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: just because of the international influence, I think, and so much of the stuff going to Asia and Europe and Australia. Um, so Yeah.
0: Get in where we can get in. Um, see what happens. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So how much um, how much prism do you have coming in? Do you know? Do you have enough to hold multiple case breaks? Prism football? Prison basketball.
1: Prison basketball. How do you know? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, like you are saying earlier, um, mm-hmm. those allocations aren't really set yet. I don't think I've even had a solicitation for it yet. You're not alone. Uh, So Panini is much better, in my opinion, with their orders and how you order things uh, from your distributors or I guess distributors from the manufacturers is that if I order, I mean, I just ordered hoops. Really? less, Less than six weeks ago. Okay, Um, And that was the original solicitation. Um, So Panini does a good job of releasing it not too far after um, their initial solicitations have come in. Uh, TOPS, on the other hand, uh, I'm already putting orders in for 2019. I, I just put in orders for 2019 TOPS Inception yesterday. I already got orders in for hmm. 2019 Heritage and Tribute, but wow. Panini, you know, they'll they'll wait six weeks until something comes out.
2: And mm-hmm.
1: Pre-sell, it. you don't have to sit that long, so you can. It's easier with planning um, because you see what comes out uh, around the same time. You don't want to overdo it, I guess. I mean, yeah. you don't want 30 cases sitting there. Uh, for new releases in one week, you know, (laughs) cause they're coming. There's more coming the next week. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can just sit on it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I I think they're starting to figure it out a little bit, but it's interesting. So on the retail side, um, you know, you had the solicitations for, for hoops, for instance, came out the very end of June and you had to get your orders in, I believe the third week of July. So you're still what, three months early on the retail? And mm-hmm. prison, retail solicitations came out six to seven weeks ago, and you had to get your orders in four weeks ago. So, like they're, they're 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 segmenting their market, and they're I think they're doing the right thing, and that is not holding these hobby shops and breakers hostage to to all these allocations that sometimes they can't fill. So, are these commitments? I should say.
1: One of the things that you don't really see are retail group breaks. Yeah. And if they're going to start making these retail products better and better every year, like you saw the mega boxes last year, that would have been a great group break. Mm-hmm. Well, have you ever
2: thought about breaking retail?
1: I have. Our distributors don't sell retail.
2: Right. So for you, you know, to get retail, you would have to either find a sure. route of distribution or go to a yeah. target.
1: I'm not going to go there and try to beat all the guys to the <laughs> target. I especially don't want to buy, you know, mass quantities of stuff sitting around on a a shelf from Target. I don't, I'm not going to have time to sit there and make sure that they weren't all thumbed up or returned and replaced with 1987 tops.
2: (laughs) Did you see the tweet from earlier in the week from Ty about people? re-sealing packs of cards and <sighs> turning them to Target and them ending up back on the shelves with you can kind of see how it's all crooked and kind of mm-hmm. literally an iron was used a clothing iron um, I was the one who actually found that took a picture and sent it to Ty to get that on Twitter and at one point after seeing it in the 6th or 7th Target or Walmart that I had been to that week uh, I took a pack and looked closer and inside literally was like 92 fleer
1: yeah it's a problem and until (laughs) until until the uh until the manufacturers clamp down on the retail sellers uh for that kind of thing i don't think you'll see any change those boxes need to be behind a counter so you know and whether you put them behind the jewelry counter because you already have an attendant there. You know, they, they, they need to do something. They can't just have guys sitting in an aisle with a scale. It's interesting. You actually are the first one that I've heard personally say that they should be behind a counter.
2: I've heard a couple of other ideas to try to help deal with the problem. Um, to me, it seems, and I don't know, I have no concept of what manufacturing costs are for materials, but using foil for individual packs that you can't see through. Mm-hmm. Rather than this material that's almost like glass, yeah. right? Um, that's one. But to th- that was part of the conversation between Ty and Chris from Top Shelf Breaks, and now here we are talking about it. I I've done a little bit more investigation, and I've come to learn that a neither Target nor Walmart have any invested interest in that uh, in that space or in the products that are in that space because it is rented to a third-party company. They've got their money. They get a little cut from sales, but the biggest part of their income from all of that is in renting the renting of the space. And that third-party company being Excel um, is really responsible for everything when it comes to that space. So Target's not motivated. Now that said, there is a policy that they are not supposed to take returns of any sports cards whatsoever. So 100% anytime, should not.
1: No. Well, I mean, what do you get? What are you going to yeah. do? Buy a box, open it, hit an autograph, and take the rest of the packs back? Wouldn't you? No. I don't know. <laughs> you <laughs> bought the box for a reason. That's exactly what happened. It happens, was to though. get that card. And now everything else is a bonus. Yep. <laughs> hmm.
2: But I that's don't know. exactly People what are desperate.
1: <laughs> they'll do yeah. uh they'll do whatever they do it in every industry facet of life those kind of people exist and what are you gonna do I think that if that's the case with uh, and i I don't know what the rental is or the margins or whatever for renting that space out at a target, which makes a lot of sense because it's in the same place in every store exactly um whether it's on the left or the right of the checkout. Uh, I think that that company or those companies, um, I think that if they set up some kind of space where um, they weren't accessible easily, uh, then they they could see more sales. More people would go and buy them. I would. Right. But I'm not going to go spend you know, 30 50 bucks 50 on a box of Prism that I don't think there's actually going to be Prism cards inside. <laughs> right. Obviously, the bigger problem are the individual packs, whether that's thin packs or fat packs. The boxes mm-hmm. are a little
2: bit safer for the average Joe to go and just grab one, but still a problem, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, they, the one thing Target can do for sure today, and Walmart for that matter, is... Abide by the simple policy that's already in place, which is absolutely no returns of these products, but they allow people to return them Yeah, because their policy for their own products is basically you you can return anything for any reason within 30 days, no questions asked. So when someone comes in with cards, it's like, well, I have a different policy I have to live by, and I'm not trained at saying no. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's tough for people to do when they're so common, you know, so used to saying yes to everything. But they've got to. I will just, I'm not trying to sound like a martyr or anything like that. But every time I see it now, I bring it to the, at least the floor manager, if not the store manager, and just say, this is what happens when you accept returns of cards, which you're not supposed
1: to. You're supporting theft and forgery and, you know, play, (laughs) not forgery, but I mean, no, dude, yeah. you're supporting theft, and and there's, I've gotten a couple of feelings in that, but... and not not from the store anymore, from the right? store's customers. You're allowing those people to fraud the customers. You're allowing it. And it's almost, I mean,
0: this is depressing. You're gonna take it. You're <laughs> gonna take
1: it home. You're gonna open it up, and then uh, you don't even have to reseal the packs. Just throw the cards back in the box that you don't want, and. Right. Wrap a plastic thing around it and send it back. They don't know there's <laughs> supposed to be Tops logos on the cellophane on the outside of the box. They need you know, it I, probably. I think a lot of things could probably be better about it, and they. I think, they will make it better.
2: Mm-hmm. I do too, and I think us having this conversation and more folks being aware from both the consumer end and from the behind the counter perspective. It's just going to make it better. But I, yeah. you know we've probably said more than we need to, but I, again, I think there's, there's a good reason behind it all. Um, that said, I would like more breakers to find their appropriate avenue rather than having to walk into a Target or Walmart and fight for it, but find a distributor that gives them access to retail products and potentially look into the idea of doing some. I'm not asking for a ton, but some retail breaks. Here's the bottom line. There are products like Prism that have exclusives in the retail SKUs that you're not going to get in hobby. So if you're the kind of collector that enjoys building rainbows, there's a really good reason why to do it. Um the price point is obviously uh, uh, probably the biggest reason why, because you're going to be offering your customer base an opportunity to get into a break. At uh, uh, especially for a product like Prism, where we know it's so allocated that you have to pass along some of that cost to your customers. But you get your hands on retail, and it's a set cost, and you know you're going to be able to offer it at a much cheaper point. So that's that's my overture and request to to both you, Brian, and to breakers listening. I really hope to see more and more retail breaks. I know there's a
1: limit to it. So
2: I'm not I'm not asking for the world.
1: Yeah, especially with the product that has retail only exclusives, I, I think something like that would be great to mix into a break, you know, six of one, six a six of hobby, six of retail. That's a good idea. Or, you know, eight and four, whatever. Just something something new, something different, something to get excited about.
0: Well, you're not afraid to try stuff, so I I wouldn't uh I wouldn't put it past you to have that up soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll see once uh once basketball gets hot and heavy and the rookie class is doing well and more products are allocated, it'd be interesting to see if that changes people's mindset with getting into retail more with breaks.
1: Well, I mean, everybody jumped in on Crown Royal last year. Yeah? Yeah. It wasn't too great, but it wasn't horrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some big cards in there. Yeah, there are. They were available. So why not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I was cool. just glancing at some notes from the last time that we talked and I realized you kind of alluded to it earlier, Ty, and I wasn't sure what you were talking about. I realized now it was Jack Ryan that was hitting through Amazon Prime. Did you did we all watch that? I know I watched a couple of episodes, but I kind of fell off because it I can only watch Amazon Prime from the TV in my bedroom and I don't always remember to do that. And I tend to not to really watch much TV in the bedroom. I don't like to. But I watched a couple episodes. It was pretty good. What about you guys?
1: I'm good. I, I baked it out in like three days. <laughs>
2: nice.
1: Yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's great. I'm excited for the next season. I just like that character. Oh, I like too. that storyline. and You know yeah. where it's going, and now you get to watch it kind of develop again.
0: I thought Krasinski was perfect. Yeah, I was concerned at first. Jack he Ryan. was the perfect Jack Ryan. Yeah, they nailed that one. Have you happened to watch a
2: Netflix series called Ozark with Jason Bateman? I tried it out.
1: I couldn't get into it. I think I was out after the first couple episodes. Wow, you're the but first person I've heard say that. I, I I'm I could dive back in. There's so many shows to watch.
2: There really are a ton. It's crazy. It doesn't matter what you're interested in. You'll find something. I watch with my a good kid-friendly show, if you're interested, if you're looking for something to be able to watch with your kids, is um, there's a couple of Marvel series out there right, right now. We just finished Iron Fist as a family. Pretty cool. Uh, and then we just started on the heels of that Daredevil, which I know Ty is a big hmm. fan of. Hmm. I am. Good. <laughs> good. That's right. It was, a, not the movie version, but a series. Yeah, yeah no,
0: that, that's a great. I for, totally forgot about that. He was Daredevil, wasn't
2: he?
1: Speaking of Ben Affleck.
0: Does ben Affleck keep getting superhero. Right. Superhero? That's Why? Because he's like
1: 6'4 and has the biggest head in the industry. Yeah. That's right. it.
2: That's <laughs> totally it. I do realize you could be a superstar if you have an enormous head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never gonna be there. I think I wear
1: a six and one eighth fitted hat. Yeah, my head's pretty small too. It's us bald um, guys
2: that just keep clean. Yeah.
1: Man. Yeah. It just I don't know if that hair had some pad to it or what, but uh, my people with very large heads scare me. <laughs> a lot of them out there.
0: Especially in How
1: do you how do you stop that guy when he gets mad? That's wow.
0: As if he's part ram or something, he's gonna use his head to run right into you. What's your fitted hat size, Ty? Seven and uh, seven and a half, or seven and one three eighths, or something like that. Yeah, seven what three size.
1: Some melon head. Nice creeping on that big head, creepy. Oh yeah.
0: Size. Yeah. Well, okay. This is <laughs> <we> <laughs> this overall is creepy right now. <laughs> this is this is a great segue into rapid fire because I uh, it's it's Let's time, it. it's time. It's time to put Brian on the spot again. <laughs> you cool? Here you, we go. Here we go. All right. Favorite board game of all time?
1: I didn't really got into board games. I liked Clue. That's a good one. When I was a kid. Cool. Okay. Clue.
0: Most expensive pair of shoes you've ever purchased?
1: I don't know what they were. Um, there are probably some sort of, uh, baseball cleat, maybe in like the one fifty range, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty hard on shoes. So I try to stay, you know, between 70 and a hundred bucks.
0: You're a normal shoe buyer is what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) I look at the cool ones. I'm like, Oh, I want that.
1: I want to spend $150 on a pair of white shoes. It's going to be trash in
0: two weeks. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all the wrapper residue ruined your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Strange glue that gets all over the floor from the packs. Exactly. Um, you're, you're, uh, you're building an NFL franchise. What, uh, what player are you building it around right now? Um,
1: I think it's happening. Khalil Mack. Ooh, cool. Okay. There are three Defensive impact players like that in the NFL. There are, what, 12 quarterbacks that you would want to start with, maybe? There's there's less of those amazing defensive players. You know, Aaron Donald, Cleo Mack, Von Miller. This Aaron. don't happen very often.
2: Aaron Donald, Pitgrad.
1: There
0: you go.
2: <laughs> about Had to one. throw that in there.
0: Wouldn't be an official episode until you said something like that.
2: had I, that I was the only comment about Pittsburgh this episode.
0: Uh, there you go. Um, all right, you walk into a gas station, your the Gatorade flavor you grab by default. Uh, purple rain. If
1: it, it's a purple one. I think it's called rain. Uh, let's go for like the light purple
0: one. Not your favorite album. The fa- your favorite Gatorade flavor. Purple rain. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: it's a good album. <laughs> Um your least enjoyable chore around the house dishes boom, um, I'm so with you on that. um you have to break one product the rest of your life over and over again. Which product is it? top's finest
1: top's finest I just like it there's there's enough carts, there's not too many carts. Does it take forever to open? Um, there's good content. The cards always look great, so I I like it. It and it's not nosebleed expensive. Yeah, so
0: that's true. And I feel like it has a history too. I feel like you can kind of oh, yeah. you can track it back. First into the refractor. Ah oh, man, those are the days. Is that Nine, true? Nineteen ninety-three.
1: First refractor. refractor. Uh huh. That is cool. That's a cool. If you go look one. up that set, man, the all-star. Uh, Refractors, they go for a lot of money. A
0: lot. I I did That's not realize great, that.
2: that. That's a great hobby trivia
0: question right there. Yeah. It is. It is. Okay. Uh what, what do you order when you walk into Chipotle?
1: <laughs> um three tacos. Usually chicken. Sometimes steak. Haven't been in a long time. We don't really have a whole lot of commercial restaurants on the on the beach so you gotta go over to i'm not making a half an hour trip over over the causeway to go to chipotle very often
0: hmm. i didn't even think about that yeah that's true but uh
1: when i lived out in the burbs yeah, you know, twice a week <laughs> at least are you saying you live in a part of miami that's
2: uh like yeah, really we live close
1: on, to... we live in miami beach so nice it's just not uh it's not any kind of commercial everything is for the most part local boutique yeah Yeah. boutique kind of there's a lot of new stuff coming in everybody's kind of worried about it but i don't know we just don't have stuff like that i think there's one mcdonald's two actually
0: that is unheard of yeah right craziness Okay, step back 10 years. You're investing in one stock. What stock do you invest in right now?
1: Uh, um
0: CNBC.com recent I
1: don't I I don't know. I I'd have to look at what was around 10 years ago. Um I think Facebook was what 7, 8 years. Um
0: yeah, that's true. God, that's, that seems like an eternity ago, but yeah, 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 you're right. I think it was public like seven or eight years ago. I think it
1: was a uh, twenty eight dollar initial price. Yeah, public offering. Huh. I was in on that for sure. Um <laughs> uh, so nice. it, it, I was surprised on that one. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really follow individual stocks very much it's not uh you know you pay people to do that so yeah i'll let them do that
0: <laughs> yeah that makes sense uh okay and you live you live in a pretty cool spot so last question for you um outside of your kind of your own territory there what's the ideal vacationing spot for you um a mountain
1: snowboard trip Ooh, so uh,
0: give, give me so, a spot what's one, one of your favorite spots uh lake tahoe mm. okay Ty, have you taken your family really like to Tahoe? It, no, I haven't. I want to go. I want to take the family there soon. Ty
2: and his family are a ski family,
1: right?
2: Mm. So nice. you are speaking his language. Mm. Yes, you are.
0: Yeah, I think I'll. I think we'll start the kids out on skis. See how they do. Yeah, we did the same, and we haven't gone. We haven't even started. It's our fourth year. We haven't done any snowboarding, but they're starting to ask a little bit. Hey, can we venture into snowboarding? I just don't know how to so i can't really help them so that's that's the problem
1: and they're supposed to build this
0: massive mall um
1: out in the suburbs um out here and it's gonna be like a city and they're gonna have a snow mountain there indoor snow mountain i'm like
0: yes let's get that sucker approved and built. no kidding (laughs) i'll be there every weekend well they have that indoor
2: snow mountain in dubai yeah so it's been done, but that's wild. That is wild. Where what what part of Florida are they doing that in? Can't be Miami itself. That's too many dollars per square foot for them to do that there.
1: No, it's uh it's not far though.
2: Um are they gonna dry out the Everglades?
1: Oh no, you can't do <laughs> anything Oh my god. Uh, let's see. I want to say it's out by uh, Miami Gardens, up by where the Dolphins play. Maybe ah, even a little bit farther north, like Davy Weston. Weston's uh-huh. pretty big, like <clears throat> affluent neighborhood. Lots of golf courses.
0: Interesting. Oh, cool. It, it is, would
1: make yeah. sense
2: to go out there. Is there a name for that project? I'd love to look it up. Uh, if you don't remember, yeah. can, you'd can shoot me something on email or something. I'd love to research I'll talk to that. I'm interested
0: about
1: that Cine planning stuff. So. Yeah. Sure,
0: Shinny, I'm sure you could go to google.com and type it in. Too. <laughs> Damn. <Let> me, Damn. <laughs> that one hurt. You ever heard of that yeah. site? Let me Google that for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ty's done that to me a couple times. I've asked him a question that's like obviously something easy to Google, and he'll just throw a, a, let me Google
1: that text to me. I've I've done it. uh, I used to do it a lot. I thought it was hilarious. And then uh, it turns out that it's not really hilarious. It's offensive.
0: It's (laughs) offensive. (laughs) you got to be careful who you do it to. And it's it's worse when they don't get it. You get a response like, like, wait, you didn't get that?
1: What is this? Oh, well, why'd you send me that? I could have done that. That's why I say exactly. That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Well, cool, man. Brian, it's been awesome. Uh folks, check check Brian Thanks, out. These thirty five sports cards. I know you got flawless five star archives, Prism, and hoops right now. Yeah, we're loaded up. It's gonna be a fun week. Insanity. We'll be uh I know Shane will and I will both be tuning in, so looking forward to it. No doubt. Awesome. All right Brian, for you your time, man. See ya.
2: Yeah. Yeah.